0: Hi, and welcome to Dope Shit My Therapist Says, a therapeutic wellness and lifestyle podcast providing relatable conversations that encourage our listeners to strive for self-growth, self-reflection, and self-love.
1: We are two therapists who just want to keep it real. We provide a safe and honest space for those who need an extra dose of connection with a no-bullshit filter. We're your hosts, Brian Gatti and Lauren Factor,
0: and we welcome you to our space. We're so happy to have you here. Now let's get to it. Today on the podcast, we have Jen Hershey. Jen is a mom, therapist, and CEO, and founder of the How We Get Through app, launching in March, 2023. How We Get Through is a wellness app that features curated and concise courses from real mental health professionals. Jen has been a therapist in private practice for the past seven years, helping women overcome disordered eating and all things motherhood, and now she's providing more spaces for people to heal through the app. She lives in Orange County, California, with her husband, two kids, and four
1: chickens we loved having another therapist on the podcast. It's always, of course, just super energizing for us as fellow therapists. We think you're really going to love this one and hope you find some good tools out of it. If you're not following us on Instagram, please do. You can find us at dope SHT therapy pod. We post all original content and you'll always know when we have a new episode out.
0: Enjoy the episode. Hi Jen, it's so great to have you on the podcast today. How are you?
2: I'm great. I love when therapists can get together and chat. This is so exciting.
0: So do we. We yeah. uh, Ryan and I um have had separate chaotic weeks, but it's been very heavy recently, so it's nice to meet with a fellow therapist who understands what we're going through.
2: Yes, we're in this together.
0: <laughs> thank thank God for that. Yeah. <laughs> So tell us a little bit about yourself and your therapy journey. What led you to be a therapist? Where are you from? All that good stuff.
2: Awesome. Yeah. So I'm in Orange County, California. Yeah. So my therapy journey was very, it was like a long one. I rejected being a therapist for so long. Um, I remember my mom spent so much money on those career counseling tests, like in high school. And the first thing was like, you're going to be a counselor. And i was like, nope, not for me in undergrad, I changed my major four times and landed on psychology. And after I graduated, I was like, I'm going to go to New Zealand and travel and do all these things and, you know, not be a therapist. So it was just so interesting. Um, I think I was like 26. I went home, um, for like a high school friend's baby shower and another friend there was in um grad school for therapy and she was like I love it and I think you'd be really good and I was like really <laughs> that was like that was it I looked into schools after that and I was you know 27 years old at that time and um I mean you're never too late to go back to school but it just felt like this one thing that kept nagging that I just wasn't ready for yet until it was I don't know this kind of like releasing moment where I felt really directionless And, um, yeah, I started grad school, which was great. And then I, um, finished grad school, got married and then got licensed like three months after my first child in 2018. And yeah, (laughs) my life events have kind of like correlated with my therapy journey, which I think was, you know, me doing my own work in a lot of ways. Um, and still that is like, you know, a lifelong journey. And then in 2019, fall of 2019, I moved from LA County to Orange County and then went completely virtual from there. And I've been a virtual therapist um, since then. Um, So pre-pandemic, I got kind of lucky. And then I had another baby in 2020, January 2020. So I kind of dodged the bullet as much as I could have um, with that. And yeah, I've been doing therapy ever since. I love to work with women. Um, I specialize in eating disorders and all things motherhood. So yeah, it's been a fun time.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. I think, um, you know, there's that kind of journey for a certain therapist. Some of us just go straight into it. Others are like fighting the call for it, but it will find you and drag you down or drag (laughs) you in maybe instead, no matter what you do. So well, that's cool because we all went to school in California and got our um, master's. What is your licensure? Lauren and I are both marriage and family therapists.
2: Same. Yeah. Yep. Marriage and family therapist. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh.
1: That's so cool. And how do you feel now that like you've you've done it? Like you're done with the schooling? Like you've accepted the calling? Do you feel like it was the right move? Yeah, totally
2: the right move. It's such a long road. It's, I mean, I know you guys know it's such a long road, I think in your hours, in your internship, and then going out in private practice, like, am I worth it? How do I get clients? Um, And I think at this point, which has been really sweet is like, I, the new clients that I get are all referrals. And so again, that's just like, okay, I'm doing something well. Um, and I don't have to like fight for the referrals or, or spend a lot of money on marketing and all these other things, because I know these people are going to come to me. And also like, you know, I think I was just a little burnt out there from the, um, pandemic as well. Like I've never in the history have therapists had to experience the exact same things their clients have been going through. Um, and so that's been just another like kind of settling moment for me of like, where am I in my personal journey and how much can I hold for other people that will be helpful for them as well. But yeah, it's, it's, I'm so glad I chose it and I'm excited for the things that are going to come out of it as well.
0: I feel like that's something that I am, have been sitting with a lot too, is just, you know. I- recognizing that like this is something I ch- I chose and I uh, Ryan's journey is a little different from mine to being a therapist and I was thinking of you Ryan when Jen was kind of talking about it like so for me I knew very early on I wanted to be a therapist and now that I've been working I've been licensed for over a year and been working uh, for like what like five six years as a therapist I just kind of sit with myself sometimes and think like did I really do this? Do I really want this? Do I still want to be here? And I'll be honest. And I mean, I'm honest with everybody in my life who asks, like I have one foot in and one foot out Mm. every day because I love and also do not love this life as a therapist. And especially recently, I don't know if this has come up with you and your clients, but the last couple of weeks, there's been just a lot of chatter about, political issues and uh, socioeconomic issues of just the state of the world, really. Yeah. And so I've been sitting with my clients in this heaviness and it's been very cathartic, but also really sad. Mm-hmm. And then I just like reflect inward and go, what am I doing? Like, what are we doing?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like burnout. That burnout is real and it's palpable. Right. And it is like hard. It's like, okay, you have to like take care of yourself to take care of other people. But what do you do when it's your job and it's your livelihood? And, you know, what is the future of that? How do you actually prevent that? How do you stay in it? Or when do you know when you need to leave? Right. And it's just this weird place that I think a lot of therapists are in. I think because of pandemic, because of political things, because of, you know, you turn around and there, there's another like, tragic story on social media or at the news. And it's just so much to hold. It's just so much to hold. Do you deal with kids, teens?
0: I work with teens and
2: adults. Yeah. I don't work with teens and kids. (laughs) It's, it's so, I, it just feels heavier for me. Like it just, it's just so much. And so I think, you know, yeah, I don't have like a right answer I think it just this real like I get it I get it
1: I think that like kind of slides us perfectly into one of our two topics that we want to talk about which is this idea of like self-help and self-care as this buzzword Mm -hmm. and especially now I think like I don't know if you've seen like the whole de-influencing thing going on in TikTok Mm -hmm. it just seems like because of social media and the internet that everything kind of becomes like capitalized on right and then where is it that we are doing more harm than good to our self care routine because of that because it's like, you know, green juices and journals and self help books and things you have to pay for and then there's kind of this feeling of guilt because you're not following the same maybe self-care, self-help plan that's being given to you on the internet. So I think we want to kind of touch on that, um, you know, the self-help, self-care sphere.
2: Yeah, I love that. Um, Yeah, I think what we've gotten wrong is like self-help is to do more. That's the message, right? Do more, do more things, do this routine, drink the juice, buy the powders and your coffee. Like it's all it's, and it's all for health. It's all for a healthy you. And so we kind of created this world or this idea that we're looking for self-help ironically, externally, right we're looking outwardly from ourselves and not moving internally of like what are we needing what is the help that we're needing how are we feeling um how do we get the right guides to help us go inward instead of this like constant outward um exposure of things right to drink the juice to feel beautiful or whatever right so that's kind of what i one of the missions with the how we get through app is that we want to kind of redefine this idea of self-help um, that it's this journey inward and in asking the questions that you needed to ask yourself. Um, so yeah, that's what we're really, I don't, sorry, I just mentioned the app, but we haven't even, <laughs> we talked about it a little bit, but um, yeah, that's like a huge mission as mine as a therapist and as a human being that we need to stop doing more and start going inward.
0: yeah. I absolutely agree with that. And as much as we all love TikTok, I've just kind of, I don't know what happened this week. Reddit and TikTok, it's almost like my perspective completely changed. And it's like I had this like light bulb moment of like, what am I consuming here? Mm. Is this even healthy? Is this even helpful? And I mean, we're like the privileged ones because we have self-awareness. Mm-hmm. But the people that don't have that get warped into this you know, world of feeling like they need to overdo themselves, burn out, whatever it is, mm-hmm. to feel better, overconsume. I mean, that's right. like the whole capitalism message, really. Right. Um, right. So I'd love to hear like a little bit about just your, you know, self-care, mm-hmm. self-help routine or what's helped you in the past.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think it's always changing and I think it changes in like seasons of life. I have two young kids. I have a four year old, almost five year old, and a three year old. Um, and it is, you know, as a parent, like self-care is a little bit, again, like a little F you, you know, like what does that mean? Well, how do you how do you obtain this idea, right, of self-care? And so honestly, it is um like last week was like such a hard week. I don't know, it was like full moon in Leo, something was happening. Like I, I don't know if you guys <laughs> just like what is happening? Like just everything is a bad idea and this world is terrible. And what are we doing? So, um, I think the idea for self-care for me is that question inward of like, what is happening for me right now? And what do I need? Like, do I need a good cry? Do I need to like walk outside? I do like some somatic work as well, like walking and feeling this, is that freeing bleeding sensation in my legs. I've done, um, some work with a really good friend of mine. That's a somatic therapist. And I highly recommend anyone do that. Like it's a game changer. Um, it is that body sensation, right? Like this energy, do I need to get some energy out? Do I feel so low? Do I need to take a nap? Like, it's just a, a constant question of what is happening for me. And obviously like, I can like validate it. It's okay. I need to like talk to a friend. They can like pull me out of it. But it's, it's just that this world is hard and things are really hard right now and it won't be forever. It really won't be forever. And the best thing I can do for myself is again, kind of like tend to myself. I'm also like healing a lot of like inner child wounds. I mean, who isn't raise your hand, you know, (laughs) we're all doing that work. Right. And so it's just showing up in a lot of really prominent ways that it has never before in my life. And so. Yeah. There isn't a green juice routine. There isn't a like five minutes a day routine. It is just this constant ebb and flow of responding to myself.
1: Yeah, I think that's, I think a lot of it though, when people are searching for answers and tools, and I don't know if you see this in your therapy practice of clients kind of coming in and like they they want tools like that's like the word. I want tools to figure Mm -hmm. this out. I want tools to fix this. And then when I'm kind of like, there's not though, like the tool is that we need to dig through and figure out what's going on for you and how you're really feeling and how for you to sit through all those feelings. And they're like, but no, that's not a tool, Um, you know? But I'm like, okay, right? Like the tool is, okay, here's a meditation practice, but that's not gonna do shit if you don't actually have the insight or the work behind why you needed that in the first place or what was going on for you and I think to the process of that self-care self-help and just living life is going to be a consistent process of like digging and resting and you know putting in the work and resting it's it's not just a one and done type of thing and you got it right
2: exactly There are no quick fixes here, and I think in the world of instant things, like you get instant access, like everything's at your fingertips, like we become impatient around what healing can really look like and how the process of it is slow and ever-changing. Yeah, I the tool. I'm not a tools therapist either. Like uh, I. It's just not me, right? But I think in what I'm trying to create for the How We Get Through app is the tools are like the courses, which are the information, and then there's like really in-depth workbook questions, which is how are you going to implement these things that you're learning, right? Because I think that's another piece is there's an information overload. Like TikTok is like diagn- diagnosing with ADHD every two seconds, right? From non-legitimate people or therapists or psychiatrists that are actually giving this information. So the app is really providing this accuracy of legitimate mental health professionals that have walked through countless people on their specific niche of here's all this information for the problem. And here's what I would ask you if you were in a session with me right now. So now you get to choose If you want to have space or have time to do that work, because that work is hard and that's why we want the quick fixes, right? So that's, again, this kind of like carving out this time or this idea of, again, turning inward and asking ourselves the questions that we need to answer, which essentially are our tools, because then they become a part of us and it becomes more of a holistic healing process rather than I meditate five minutes a day.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, I think right now we can kind of segue in and out of a couple topics, but you, you set up to talk more about the app. So I think it's time to talk about the app. (laughs) Um, We'd love to hear like, so where did the idea come from? And curious, because I've, I've thought about app creation before, not in the therapy space, but for other things and i'd love to hear like the journey also into like creating an app and what that looked like for you and where the idea came from
2: yeah um sorry i'm talking a lot about the app i just don't apologize like, we want to so talk about it life. trust me i know i know <laughs> it's just like so my life right now and i feel like therapy has become such a secondary thing in my life currently um so it's on my brain <laughs> um okay so i Let's see, last year in January, I knew that I needed to diversify my income because I was burning out. So I went and I joined side hustle support group with Marissa Lawton. She is a therapist turned business coach um, and she helps like launch programs and all that stuff. So I was like, okay, like I'm gonna do a course of some sort, but I had like two ideas for a course. I was like, I don't know which one it is. I just can't decide. And then we're in a group with like 48 other therapists trying to do the same thing. And I think I was at like month two, I was like, this is so much work to launch a course, to advertise it, to do all the tech, to build the funnel. Like this was just too much. And I thought like, what if I could create this structure or this platform for therapists to plug and play their courses and get them kind of like, I think, more experience in the course if they were like curious about it or um even just kind of I mean this was on the therapist side right like how do I diversify their income in an easy way how do I give them more marketing um how can it kind of just be this one-stop shop where all this information was at someone's fingertips and I think that was that flip side of the user right like In my own therapy practice, I just felt clients needed so much more support that I could give them. I was hearing that other therapists were having wait lists or they were very full. I mean, we need, we need more resources. We need more great um, information at our fingertips that can be really healing. And as a therapist, I am not trying to replace therapy at all. It was more of like this step in between either therapy sessions or into getting into therapy. Um, so that was kind of like January, February. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm creating this platform. And I cannot tell you when I was like, okay, it's going to be an app. I don't, honestly, I'm, I might've like seen like an Instagram, you know, they're hearing me, they're listening. And then like, there was this app um, platform. I think it was like passion IO or something. And I was like, okay, I turned to my husband who's um, a freelancer and also is my CTO, <laughs> um, he's all all things tech for the app. Um, I was like, okay, I think we need to build an app. And he was like, okay. He has been like a jack of all trades, which he's like hated his whole life. Like he's wanted to be like known for something. But in this time in our lives, like we are like power coupling up. Like I'm a therapist, he's tech, and we are just like killing it. So it's just this weird like never, I thought like we would be like a power couple in this way. Um, so it's been a really fun journey with him. So he has never built an app before. Um, and he is actually doing all of that research implementation, you know, he kind of just started, he's like, I just want to figure out if I can do it. And I was like, go for it. (laughs) So we've just been kind of building from there, which, you know, if you build an app, you really should do like, I think they call it wire boxing or This, um, here's the home screen. And then you click on this and that goes here and go like, it's definitely more organized than how we started. Um, but I'm just kind of blown away at, at him and our, I'm I'm getting a little teary. Like, I just feel so grateful because I don't have $60,000 to give an app developer and those platforms are good, but we don't own the, I think, you know, we're, we're renting out space essentially on another app. So they call it white label, um, where you can like plug in your branding, your colors, and it's all kind of the same structure. So it is a really good idea for, um, people that want to kind of get started on apps. And again, like, I'm not an app expert. I, you know, I'm like a year into this, um, But yeah, we, um, that's kind of how like the app idea was created. And we just live on our phones. We live on our phones. We live on apps and I want it to be really accessible. So part of the accessibility, you guys can stop me because I could like talk forever for this, but (laughs) part of the accessibility was the courses. So the courses are 30 minutes or less and they're broken down to three modules the what of the problem, the why, why, is why is it a problem and how we get through the problem. And then you can watch it, you can listen to it, or you can read the transcript. So this is really built for busy people that want and need the help as soon as they can get it, but also just need that flexibility for your lifestyle because we're all busy and we're all trying to just manage so many things. So, um, that was kind of like a little bit of the segue of how important the type of courses or how we were presenting the courses on the app to be
1: that's I mean it's really cool because I I do think that there's more and more kind of resources coming in in the form um, you know of technology for people because you're right like we have our phones in our hands and like it's just kind of like our little like you know, like everything's there. It's like our toolbox if we want to reach out for like, like I have my mindfulness apps and like journaling apps and coloring apps and whatever. Um, You know, and I think that's going to be really beneficial to a lot of people that are seeking out kind of how to like level up their, you know, the work that they're doing either in, you know, either they've been in therapy or, you know, they're on the wait list, whatever. And there's kind of that interim. I'm curious to hear your perspective on like therapy, mental health, psychology in the technology space at this point? Because I do think there's a lot of pros, but I also think that there's some cons that are coming up. So I'm curious to hear like where you think those pros and cons exist.
2: Oh, absolutely. Juicy, juicy. Uh, Yes. Like better help. Get out of here. Get out of here. Like I, I, I mean, that came out, I think when I was first licensed too. And like they are underpaying their clinicians. The care is crappy, like it's just a terrible model. And there is this huge, I think, was it good therapy that, or better help that, um, was like creating a, um, oh, like,
1: like a psych- the, Yeah. It was, was it that or talk space? But,
2: yeah. Both. Right.
1: Yeah. And you like had to look and see if your information was on there. Yes.
2: Yes, yes exactly. Exactly. So I think there's like, um, there's some really great therapists that are merging tech there's also uh, i think i talked to you about there's a group on linkedin called therapists in tech um and they're all about like getting therapists in the tech world to really infuse the right information how things should be taught how things should be led the path of therapy the path of healing and not just this like quick fix again right um so it is it is a very like hot topic but It's a hot topic because mental health has been on the rise, right? So they're trying to again monetize it, but I think we're also trying to make it more accessible. And the thing is, you can't replicate. Sorry, I'm getting real passionate here, but you cannot replicate a therapist relationship through texting or through whatever, right? And so again, like with that, with the how we get through app, that was really important to me. Is like I'm not doing that. Like I am. I'm. You're not texting a quick fix here. You're not. This is like a um a deep dive into this like self-development learning piece as we're connecting you to real life therapists that can help you. So it just was something that I was, I was really passionate about and then also to pay the therapists fairly and to give them credit and um marketing back to their practice. Like and that's other pieces like if there's a contributor on the app On their course page, they also have their own profile page. And I say, like, what other offers do you have? Do you have a coaching program that you want me to promote? That as another additional resource, do you have a book that you're writing? Like, because I deeply believe, like, we are, we have such knowledge and there's enough for everybody, right? Like, there is enough for everyone. And we have so, you know, I'm only specialized in one little thing. And I think I'm good at that. But there's all these other things that my clients come up and I'm like, I think your son might have sensory issues, but I, I like am not an expert, but I wanted to be able to give them the expert. I wanted to give them like, here's information you can trust. And if you need more, you can go to this person. So it was almost like, um, kind of became like a referral source of like all these different little layers and, um, special things that we all have because we're all human. We're all layered and complicated. Right. But, um, yeah, that was like just another big piece of like, we got to do this differently and we have to do this well for the user and also for the therapist. And I think it helps because I am the therapist. So like that fairness piece was a big part of like, I'm not doing this shit that they're doing. Like I refuse.
0: I think it's fantastic because so I have this major community Facebook group. It is blown up way more than I can handle. And there's a lot of therapists in there who try to promote their therapy practice, which is completely unethical. And me and my moderators, we're we're all mental health based. Two of us are therapists. And every time we see that, we're like, oh, no. And the thing is, is we can't promote ourselves either in the group as what we do. And I personally wouldn't since I'm already like the face of the group. And I wouldn't want to, it would be way too close of a connection for me. But when I, when I, like when I went on your app and when I was hearing you talk just now, I feel like this is a really great potential space for people who want to promote therapy, but in a way that it doesn't, it's not unethical. It's Mm -hmm. like blending of, uh, and another thing that I like is that they're all, reputable therapist because yes. yes, something <laughs> that I just can't stand and this mm-hmm. is happening on like TikTok a lot is I think I think we're passionate and biased about it because our journey was so hard mm-hmm. it took years it took student loans mm-hmm. we were pro bono for a long time volunteering and then you know some of us are full pay right now is still way below
2: yep Absolutely.
0: And so it's nice that the therapists aren't forgotten. Mm -hmm. And I think this would be a really good tool for a lot of people. And I like that you're promoting the the tools from the reputable sources in a tangible way that I feel like can help a lot of people.
2: Yeah, that I mean, I appreciate that because that is, you know, a big thing is like, you know, I kept coming up with this phrase, like legitimize, legitimize, (laughs) like here are the people that can actually help you. And it's not just like an influencer that wrote a book on like, whatever, (laughs) I don't want to throw anybody with us, but you know, like it just, yeah, that was important. And I think like the superheroes of the everyday life, like these therapists that like really do such beautiful work with people. Right. And they get to kind of expand on that and have like a greater reach where this is an app where I want to promote the shit out of what you're doing, I want to cheer you on like I want you to develop other things that you want to do, like like kind of expand and 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 be whatever you want to be, because I think the therapy the therapy world is great and it is structured, but it also can be very limiting for therapists in making a living and kind of expanding out of that. And like the therapy and coach, like there's a big, like fucking brawl. And, and at the same time I do coaching to, to, to see people out of state. Right. And so there's, I'm trying to take it back, but I I'm, this isn't going to be like a life coaching app. Like you can't go to a life coaching, whatever bullshit university and come on this app. Like I just refuse to do that. That's not That's just not a part of it. And so, you know, that big piece of like supporting us as clinicians, supporting us as therapists, that we have really good shit to say and really healing containment that we can provide for a lot of people. And I think we need to remind ourselves of that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, like the piece of just supporting therapists in general, I do feel like we're like one of the fields that definitely doesn't get you know, appreciated yeah. as much and is just like wild, wild, wildly misunderstood too. Like there's just not enough kind of ed- education around like what we do. And like, and I feel like with everything with social media, I'll just keep going back to that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and like TikTok therapists and just, you know, I think it's great information, but it's gotten to become so, Quick and pop culturally and like there's just so much going on um and our you know our books are full our phones are ringing and it's it's a lot um so I think just having can't
2: make a living
1: (laughs) yeah that's good yeah it's just kind of it kind of blows your mind and I think that there's just not a lot of support around for therapists of course my decides to start dogs decides to start drinking water hold on Bad timing. Um, And so I think having these apps that are run by therapists who desire to help people but also support other therapists in their careers is just kind of unheard of you know I think there's a lot of things that are just these like quick money fixes and I see another app on Instagram I see all the time I haven't downloaded it just to see what it's about but the way it's marketed pisses me off to no end and it's called Cerebral have you seen that one advertised and it's basically encouraging people to just like do their own therapy and not see a therapist it's like you could do your own CBT and I'm like no the fuck you can't like you know like exactly And it's so frustrating to like just have people think that they can kind of like take the reins on these things and then that they're going to be okay fully you know. I have I have a comment real
0: quick Um, that reminded me also of going back to like self-help books because I've been trying to get some more books for myself to help some of my clients Mm -hmm. support them and I'm seeing all these workbooks of CBT and all this stuff and it's marketed Mm -hmm. like you can just buy the book and do it yourself when really it should be a supplemental with therapy and it just kind of makes me go why do they think this is okay? Like, would you play doctor and just like you know formulate like a potion of herbs and hope that you don't like poison yourself? Like, it's mm-hmm. the same kind of concept. Mm-hmm. You need that other like the therapist, mental health professional, alongside that. So I just I just wanted to throw that into.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think there's a a fine line of when like helping hurts in that way, right? Like where where can we get the you know, if someone's like dealing with trauma and they're like, have this, the trauma workbook, right? Like, are they, do they have enough containment enough to do that? Um, And I mean, I think that's just the world we live in, right? Like we can't always provide that for other people. And so how do we, how do we educate people to use resources appropriately and something, and how can it be the most beneficial for them? Um, But I think, you know, there's a lot of ways where therapy isn't really accessible to a lot of other people. And so there's, it's, I I just feel like it's not all bad, all good, but it's just messy and not clear in the way that we have experienced it and have been taught to um, do this safely, right. And do this well and to do this in in a really healing way and not a hurtful way. Um, But yeah, I think too, even I struggle with the marketing around the app of like, I don't really want to market quick fix, but I do want to market that I can relieve something for you, right? I can relieve information. I can get you diving a little bit deeper here. I can get you into a therapist's room if you need to get into their office, right? Like, so, but it it is, it's very tricky and I, but it also is important for me that I stay true to. That therapy isn't a quick fix. These are not all quick fixes. And it's hard to do that in a world where people just read that or just want that, you know?
0: Absolutely. And also, you know, noting that I'm sure our listeners know this, but, you know, when we go on these tangents, like we're very aware of our privileged stance of being therapists, of not everyone having access to therapy or the safety to, you know, see a therapist. But, to be honest, until this conversation and your your app, like, I, I personally can't think of any other app that has done this. So, you know, my hopes for you is that this blows up because it's a really good tool and resource for people who are like, I don't know what to do. And a lot of us have access now to smartphones or know someone that has access to a smartphone. And wow. so this, this has potential to help those people too that are wanting help but don't know how to get it. Yeah. I'm thinking of teenagers. That's where my mind is going, especially like that 16-year-old whose parents don't believe in therapy and she has a, a you know a, a smartphone and is like, "Oh, I know about this app and oh, okay, these are therapists who are talking about these courses. Okay, I can learn more from this." And that's the and that's the stuff that I think that we've been wanting is that yeah. reputable, accessible but not, you know, again, not the quick fix, but for people who are, you know, not able to access this yeah. quick fix is better than nothing.
2: Right. Or this containment, this holding exactly. around, this like place where you can kind of land and expand from versus kind of just float around. Um, And Lauren, I mean, I got big dreams for how we get through. I want to do a, how we get through teen edition. Because that like legally there's a whole other thing there, you know. Um, but where it's all specific to teens for that exact same freaking reason of like, I don't want to go see a fucking therapist or whatever. I mean, I don't know how the what this generation is like. I mean, I feel like they
1: they're bringing the something. therapy.
2: Okay, yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's different, you know. But still the parents is what we're talking to, I guess, is what you're saying. Is like they might not be as open to therapy or you know you're just kind of bash your mom or whatever you know we all got but we all got the mother wounds that we got to figure out so <laughs>
0: like well not to plug us but to plug us Ryan and I have plenty of experience working with teens so if you ever need to pick our brains with anything um yes. we've worked she she works at a high school still I used to work at a high school oh both do private practice too so god
1: a lot of experience
2: god yeah.
0: bless
1: you <laughs> I never thought I would like teens. In fact, when I was doing intensive in-home therapy with children and adolescents, I was like, I don't like the teenagers. They hate me. And then I realized that they didn't hate me. They actually really liked me. And I ended up liking them too. And now I I love, I work with high schoolers. I like love that age range. Um, So I don't know. It's interesting how that happens. Because I always thought, oh, I only want to work with adults. I don't like children. I don't like teenagers. I will only be with adults. And now in my practice, I have uh, two adults, maybe, wow. and the rest are all teens. Yeah.
2: Yes. I mean, much needed. I like applaud you both. Like I just, my brain does not work that way and they terrify me. So, <laughs> so thank you for your work.
1: Definitely understandable. So tell us a little bit about when the app is going to come out, when it's going to be accessible to people.
2: Yeah. So we are, we just finished a beta, our first beta round, which is the first time we had the app into people's hands, which was really exciting and also fucking terrifying. But we received really good feedback of like what needed to change, what needed to switch. And that again, I think is the, I don't know if it's another mission around the app, but I think as a therapist, I'm always wanting to know how are my clients doing? What are they needing? What's the next thing that what's happening for them? Like, so this app is almost like that, that conversation of like, what course do you want to see next? What are you struggling with? Like, how do we support you? Do you need to get into therapy? Like, are we going to eventually have some sort of scheduling within the app? I don't think any fucking therapist wants to do that, like in in another thing, but so, um, I doubt it's going to go that way, but like, what, but are people wanting that? Right. So it's going to be, again, this conversation of getting the feedback of, how are we doing? How can we improve and how can we continue to serve you? Um, which is just like the core, like that's what I'm doing this for. (laughs) So, um, I'm really excited for that. We are, um, launching March 29th. If all goes well, um, both my kids were born on the 29th through C-section, um, May 29th and January 20th. I know I said that wrong every time. Okay. I I
1: was like, they were both born on March 29th. That kind of sucks. No, I'm
2: so sorry. I know I never do this right. They're 2 years apart, May 29th and January 29th. Um, but they were due around the same time and I, you know, planned C-section so through the sunroof they came. So I thought it was fitting like my husband and I are like, you know, kind of birthing this like third baby. Um, but he's getting a vasectomy in 2 weeks so don't worry about that. <laughs> um, you know, cuz you know, abortion, right? Like Men are doing it. Men are doing it. And thank you, men, right? Like step up. Proud of you. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <Love it. laughs> yeah. So um March 29th, um, we have a wait list going right now. If you want to check us out at How We Get Through, it's it's how we get through T-H-R-U on Instagram. Um, we also have a new freebie that's up. Um, if you want to check that out. Um, but we'll be doing promos and discounts to celebrate. Um, the app and i'm in may well i probably shouldn't say this never mind in may there's something exciting happening <laughs> as far as a promotion
0: you can for tell mental... us off camera if you want okay
2: yeah <laughs> for mental health awareness month cuz what up you know we got to support um so yeah we're just we're super excited and we're excited for this version 1 to come out and um just see what the feedback is and how we can keep supporting everyone
1: super exciting. I did not get a chance to check out the app because Lauren downloaded it first and it only let one of us download it. So I'll
2: give you another link. I'll give uh-huh.
1: Yeah, that's okay. I was Oops. like, <laughs> I was like, and then I didn't have time to talk about it. So, um, yeah, we're super excited. I know Lauren's already looked at it. I'm super excited to check it out. I think that this is going to be a great resource and we will definitely be spreading it around to our therapist yeah. friends to like you know, do some courses, share some courses and all of that. Um, well, two things, well, actually three things. We normally do this with um, all of our guests, but I think we forgot to ask our last guest. We are super into astrology and spirituality. And so we always love to hear what your sign is because um, mm. we just find it so interesting.
2: You guys, rising sign. Are you into that? All that You, stuff? you can
0: share the big three if you'd like.
2: I will because you're gonna it's gonna blow your mind well i don't know i'm an aries rising sagittarius sun no moon sun and leo moon i am three out of the four fire signs yikes i know my poor husband i mean he's like something else i know it's it's a lot it's a lot but it's interesting because i don't passion yeah i don't feel like a super intense person like all the time (laughs) I'm also a nine on the enneagram, like a peacemaker. So it, hmm. it's just a weird. Oh, okay. I'm not sure what's happening. So um, but I fucking love that shit. I do the Channy app. She's great. Um, oh, mm-hmm. what's that? I've one?
0: heard. I've heard of that.
2: She is a LA astrologist, and she does like personalized reading for your rising sign every week. She has like yeah. yearly plans. I mean, I'm just plugging her. Cool. She's just a beautiful human being. She like pays her people, people well. She's like just an activist. She's like, she's the best. Um, she's awesome. So, um, but I also see a psychic sometimes. <laughs> I also do some, like, uh, I did a like past life reading. Oh, um, I
1: want
2: to do that. It's fun. Cool.
1: It's fun. Super yeah. cool. What are some final takeaways that you have based on this episode you would like to share with our listeners and where can our listeners find Um, You already told us about the app, where can they find you, social media, et cetera?
2: Yeah, I think, um, I think the biggest takeaway is that you can find healing if you come back to yourself. And when you come back to yourself, you ask the questions like, what else do you need or who are the guides that you need? Who are the guides that you need? Um, And that's what I hope for the app to do is that it's giving you this journey deeper into yourself in a really legitimized way from wonderful fucking people. who are just happen to be therapists across the world. Um, love them. And then we, uh, again, you can find me at how we get through, um, on Instagram and we will be doing a TikTok one day, but not right now. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm on there a lot. I also have my other counseling Instagram, but it's like don't even go there. I'm like, have not updated that since 2020, probably. Um, So go check us out at how we get through. And that's THRU.
0: Thank you so much for coming on today. We, we really enjoyed speaking with you and hearing about your app and it's really cool. We're not just, um, you know, <laughs> saying it, we, we mean it, or I mean it, Ryan will probably agree with me based on <laughs> me pumping it up so much, but no, it really is a cool app. And you know, it's that. it's just always nice to talk to another therapist, get your perspective on life and yeah. all the fun therapy things that we go through. Um, so thank you so much for being here and can't wait to see your app thrive and grow.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
1: We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. And if you feel called to, rate and review and share with the people in your life you think would like us too. For more info on this episode, check out the show notes. And as always, you can find us on Instagram at @shttherapypod
0: and via email at dopeshtherapypod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and check back soon for more episodes.